then you just play the music right now. Yeah. I know how to edit the show. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. Just so you know, I'm not going to edit this. Not going to edit this out? No, I don't do that. You're going to delete this part, right? No. No, I don't edit the show. Really? Yeah. This is going to blow the minds of our viewers. That's what we go for. This is Athenexus episode 36, Bo Echo Right Over You, on Friday, August 3rd, 2012. And now, Podcat Free. How sad. This episode is hosted by Ryan Rampersad with co-host Matthew Petchel and guest Andrew Bailey. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm pretty well. Uh, you know, uh, this this has been a long week. I hear you've been working a lot. Yeah, I have. I just got off of work a few minutes ago. Yeah, and you just you just jumped in my well and crushed a frog. Allegedly not. You know, I, I think you did. Here, let me let me uh, investigate. No, it doesn't appear that they're croaking. I hear crickets. Crickets sound more suspicious. Well, speaking of crickets, you know you know who came back the other day? Hmm. Nah. Talking about crickets, crickets bring good luck, and who doesn't have good luck? Sam! Well, because yeah, he yeah, died! Yeah, yeah, so Sam actually came back the other day, and uh, we had a show with Sam, and so Sam is back. You can listen to our fantastic reunion party show on, on, on uh, you know, just, just mm-hmm. listen. It's called Sam is Back, because it's very self-evident. Uh, one, one of the things that happened, though, is that he crashed my computer. He broke it. Yeah, because he had you open a link to a QuickTime video. Yes, so the QuickTime opened too slow, so then I went to play some Flash, and then the two combined, because they both suck, and two parts suck equals one part no more computer. Having a hard time? No, I'm fine. Okay. Uh, Need to lay down? What? Okay. You don't listen to no, that's from that's for later when we talk about the you need, <laughs> you need to listen to our competitors more. Anyway, now. Uh so so pinch the nerve. You probably will eventually. Doing what? I don't, I don't know. Maybe laying tile, laying floorboard, laying I mean, working in a brewery is not gonna make me pinch a nerve. No, you'll just be de- um Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. So so one of the things we have to figure out is a, a new way to record the show in case the computer dies that we record the show on. I'd hate to lose all the audio again because stitching that thing back together was not my idea of a good okay. good time. I, I, I got a problem with this. What happened right before the show? Like, as I was coming down in here, I was eating some pears, drinking some Mountain Dew, and they're like, hey, guess what I found? And he handed me a saw. And yeah. then what I started doing, I started cutting things. Well, and you're yeah. going to add another device to this table, which would be another target for one of my rampages. Well, maybe you shouldn't break things. Maybe you shouldn't have things for me to break. I think this is a problem with you and not, not things in the room. I mean, you could Skype in. Yeah. <laughs> I could run an Ethernet cable through the outside of the house. Honestly, that would probably, just break probably good. But speaking of Skyping in, you know, you know, we have a guest today actually Skyping in all Holy the way from uh, Pennsylvania uh, from somewhere, I believe. Pennsylvania. Cool. We have a lot of guests from there. Yeah. Ping. Hmm. Well, that's it? That's my introduction? Yes. Yes. Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? I, it's going pretty good. So this is our guest, Andrew. Now, he is, um, I, I don't know, like, I think he might have read my blog once, and then I read his blog once, and then he asked to be on the show, and so here we are. So you should introduce yourself. Well, I am Andrew Bailey. I am from uh, Pittsburgh, actually. Uh, that is within Pennsylvania, so you sort of had it right. So close. Enough. Uh, I am a programmer, and uh, let's see. In my spare time, uh, I PC game, uh, listen to some music, uh, listening to several podcasts like this one, uh, and I also do some recreational coding. So sounds pretty cool. Um, out of curiosity, what kind of languages do you normally work with? Uh, 
Uh, well, professionally, it's Java. Okay. And, uh, and then, of course, you know, a little bit of SQL. And uh, that's I also did that for my blog. Uh, and I was, but my first programming language is Python. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um. Ow! It didn't end well. What did you expect would happen when you propel your hand at a high velocity towards a wood table? I wish it would clone my pears. That's what I was going for. It didn't work. Still out of pears. Okay. Well, so do you, do you want to talk about your top-up card? My top-up card? Yeah. Oh! Okay. So, as you know, third month with my phone. You might want to do some more backstory. Okay. Turns out, three months and two weeks ago, my phone got marked as inactive. Wow. I don't know. Huh. All I know is um, I was running low on minutes. I was trying to add more minutes to my track phone, and my track phone was exploding okay. because it was marked as inactive. Okay, that makes sense, I guess. And so I just switched providers to Virgin Mobile. Right. And so first month, all went fine. I bought a prepaid top-up card, and it worked just fine. Okay. Second month, I put $35 a month in my account, did not give it authorization to take it from the Virgin pool into the um, payment like of the right. plan. Mm-hmm. And so this month, I'm like, okay, well, I'll just buy another top-up card, and that, that worked well for the first month. So I buy the card. It's sitting in my car, and I'm up in my room, and my phone starts beeping at me saying, my phone's going to be shut off unless I activate right now. I'm like, it's all the way in my car. And so I just type in the credit card stuff, and it, it draws another $37.50 from my card. Yeah. I got that top-up card for $32. I think I mentioned how it would be just easier to put in your card number. Uh, I, I, did. I did not set it to auto-draw, though, so next month I'll have the opportunity to save some coin uh, by using the one I bought at, for $32. Okay, I don't know if you're really saving that much money because you still, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, okay, well, I, uh, you, you really got to get that fixed. I don't know. Not my problem. Really? It's pretty mobile's problem. Okay, well, as soon as you get kicked out, then you'll have to go back in and pay more. But no. Yeah. Well, so in the old days, what they threatened um, people with $25 plans, you know, before the switchover, mm-hmm. last October, they threatened so that if you ever missed a payment or you ever, like, got that message, they would bump you to the next tier. Like, so they huh? threatened. Yeah. So that's, that's why I'm scared of it. Mm-hmm. Not that I care anymore, because I'm on the $35 plan anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, well, I have a story, too. Um, I have one other thing to say. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. That's all. Yeah. Very insightful. Well, so speaking of which, I have a story. Uh, unlike unlike that one. So, you know you know Siri? You hear that? Siri. Yeah, Siri. You know that, 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 oh, the piece of crap. That thing. Apple Pixie. Mm-hmm. Well, so with Mountain Lion that just came out last week, so I've been playing with it, and so I wanted to show my mom the voice dictation features that come with the new Mountain Lion. And so you, uh, you kind of just uh, double tap on FN here. You know, the FN key? Mm-hmm. That is essentially useless in all other use, right? Yeah. When was the last time you used the FN key? When I had to change my screen brightness. brightness. Okay, that's reasonable. From half to full. Well, I just did that like a few minutes ago myself. Well, you people in your Windows computers, the, the function keys up there don't do function. They do those things anyway. Well, anyway, so I, I double tap the FN key, and she wants to look up the TV guide. Right, she wants okay. to use Google. So I, I open a new tab for her um, with the MacBook Air, and I ask her to say TV Guide after I double-tap the FN key. Okay, sounds reasonable. TV Guide. And so she did it, and you know what came out of that? TV Guide? No. Not TV Guide. No, actually what came out of it was You May Die. Wow. She, was, she wasn't quite impressed. 
Uh, so it was that's, funny. That's not very nice. No, no, it's not. Although one of the reasons I think it was uh, misread or misheard or misseried, I don't know, was either the TV was on or the fan was running. One of the two. And, you know, the MacBook Air has the speaker thing on the mac- microphone on the microphone. Microphone on your Mac. Yes. Um, well, it, yeah, it has it on the uh, side of the computer. So it's not where your voice gets thrown to. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. So do you have Siri or just voice dictation? It's just voice dictation. So but to me, Siri. it's Siri because it's that's not what real it is. Siri. Well, what's the Google one called? Voice dictation. Okay, fine. I don't know. It's just weird. I'd call it Siri. Okay. It, Whatever it's you not. Want to call yourself. Well, like, so what do you call the new one now? Google Now and then Voice Dictation? You could. Well, because it's always just been called Voice Search before. It's very complicated. I don't yeah. Know. I, I don't know. I really don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, I think I was going to scroll in. This mouse is just ridiculous. Well, so, so Matt is using his, uh, or my previous junk laptop, the Google laptop from, you know, that all oh, that old high school place. And uh, he uh, is, hates the mouse uh, because yeah. he didn't... I mean, I gave, this, I gave my equivalent laptop to my sister. Yes, that was such a good idea. Yeah. Was it the size of, like, a bottle cap? Well, it's a trackpad that's, you know, the size of a standard, you know, laptop trackpad. But the problem is that it's very unresponsive and the texture on it is not conducive for mousing. Mm. Yes. So do you want to do some lightning? Yep. Really? Um, yeah. You sound very convinced. Uh, yeah, let's go. Oh, well, I suppose I should mention Sam's hard work. I mean, I mean know, he came uh, back from the dead to finish this I mean, yeah, you. okay. So yeah. you, you got to say it. I guess I should. Okay. So Sam comes back last Friday, I guess, and then he, he hangs around some, some gamers or something, and then, then, he, then he starts getting back to work on, on Monday. And so what we what we did on Monday was we worked on the logo. So before he left, we had worked on it, and I said, well, I, uh, you know, like he had to go. So then I said, well, we'll wait until you get back to finish working on it. And I just deployed the new website, you know, the new one that we all love and know right now. I deployed that without any logo or any new new branding. So he came back, and then we worked on it. And so it turns out that uh, the new logo actually looks some way decent. Now, if you go to the, the website, the Nexus-TV, no, it's the-Nexus-TV. I hate that dash. If you do that and you hover over anywhere on the top bar, you will see the logo highlight from gray to color. Blue it looks and, very blue, cool. Blue and red. What do, you, what do you think about the blue and red? Honestly, it reminds me of these old little smoothies I used to get. Like, they used to have the polar bear guy and the blue and the red stuff. Yeah, I've seen, like, I know what you're talking I don't about, know, just the, those, the way those colors were fused together reminded me of those little smoothie things. And it reminds me of this massive headache I got from, like, snorting one. Well, if this show reminds you of a headache, I am pleased. What is that, like a hurricane coming from Ah, uh, You know, the, the TV was beeping on me at my way out, wow. saying severe weather coming. That's great. Oh! Speaking of um, your lawn, um, so last night I was on a walk, and I was waiting for my friend to come by, and this was about 12.30, it was dark out, it was creepy, and I'm like, ah, I'm bored, what can I do, what can I do? And then I uh, see you had recycling bins. Oh, did you see that picture? What picture? Hold on. Uh, no, I did not see any pictures. Well, I was just, I saw that you had two bins out, and um, I just decided to uh, move one. Really? Actually, I should have pretended some anonymous hooligan did it. Recycling troll. Everybody on Facebook liked it already. Well, I, I didn't see this. See, I've been, I've been, I came here straight from work almost. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So I, I thought that was funny. So I woke up at noon today and I just saw that there. And okay. it's like that's weird. You know this. Um. You know, hold on. I'll like fix this. <laughs> what is wrong?
wrong with you? Well, no, see, like, if I don't take a dub myself, it's going to fall on me during the show and I'm going to f- just die. Okay. No, like, there's a hurricane coming in or something. I don't know. Like, there's insane wind. No, insane like, or sane? There's, there's, like, a bow echo, like, right over you guys. Yeah, I like, saw that earlier. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Very, very spooky in here now. Yeah, isn't it? Remember the old days when we'd do all that um, necromancery with the lights? Oh, in Guild Wars 1, like, we had the... Uh, Cherry, blood red, Kool-Aid, yeah. and the necromancy. It was just, I like, red's the best Kool-Aid, everybody knows it. Right, of course. And, uh, speaking of which, we still have the cups down there. Well, so, you know, yeah, we do. The, the yeah. what, what were those called? The red party time cups. Yeah, but what are they really supposed to be they're called? They're supposed to be red solo cups. Right, solo but, uh, cups. They're party time cups. Yeah, right, right. I always forget cups. what they're called, because it's so dumb. Well, since, you know, there's a huge storm now coming this way, there's like a 50% chance that we'll just lose power suddenly. I, was, I thought you were going to say there's a 50% chance that we're going to have lightning. Because we're, we're supposed to be doing some lightning right now. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that's 100%. I, I'd say there's going to be a 100% chance of lightning. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, ready for some lightning? Well, why don't we talk about some lightning? You ready? Okay. Ready for some lightning? Okay. Well, great. So Microsoft announced on Wednesday that the, off, uh, the official Windows 8, the one that is going to ship later this October... Mm-hmm. is now at manufacturer's doorstep. RTM has gone out the door and it is ready to go. Ooh, you don't know that yet. They sent yeah, it and they claimed it was ready to well, go. Well, actually, we do know that. So, uh, equivalently, the leaked build of the actual RTM, the one that is literally starved RTM, is actually leaked and is everywhere, and The Verge actually has a copy. And I just is, wanted to say The Verge. Is it filled Verge. with bugs? Or does it seem pretty good? No, it's filled with windows. What do you think? Yeah. Same thing. Is it raining or is it hailing? I can't tell. A little, little, little. Well, there was just some more lightning coming up. There is, and it's about Microsoft again. <laughs> yeah. So, you know how Windows 8 is coming? Yeah. Well, on the same day, uh, Microsoft's new Surface tablets are supposed to come out, too. So you're saying on the same day, the operating system that is coming is released, the tablet hardware that is releasing with it also is released? Exactly. It's going to be one big <gasps> no. day for them. That is incredible. That Friday is going to be a Friday that you will forget. Just like that Apple Beatles thing from a couple years ago. Yeah. A Tuesday you'll never remember. Was it a Tuesday? I thought it was a Monday. Oh, crap. Hmm. Oh, only Ryan had remember. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Microsoft will be releasing their next email service called Outlook.com. It looks very much like Windows 8 with you know tiles and whatnot. So, and I, so and Ryan... Ryan, I believe you like this. Yes, and so CE reasons, now that, that actually is code for something. That's community education. So right now in community education, the classes I teach for the high school that I work at sometimes, well, we normally teach Gmail. And for some reason, people don't understand the concept behind labels, and they don't like searching through email. And they, Can they, I tell you something? What? I don't like searching through my email because it, 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 it never has, works. It never works. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. Well, oh, no, now I'm getting wet. Hold on. Just a little bit. Searching Outlook never really worked right, so and I have to deal with Outlook like every day at work. Right, and it sucks. Well, it's so slow. so one of the things that I really like about this Outlook.com thing, problem. Okay, well one of the one of the things I really like about it is when you look at the interface, it's really really clean. It doesn't have any problems that Gmail has with clutter. Clutter is uh, very prevalent on Gmail. And they, it just looks really simple. It looks really great. And I think I could teach this kind of email to people that go to community education a lot easier than Gmail. A lot of the things we like about Gmail are advanced features, right? You get, know what the main reason why I like Gmail is? No. You can get at it anywhere. Yeah. Well, you know, like you, you know how we always complained that the Mail app on Metro didn't have iPop and iPop? Uh, <laughs> iMap. Pop 3. 
and the, IMAP and POP3. You know yeah. how it didn't have that? Turns out Outlook.com isn't going to have IMAP either. Well, hmm. hmm. isn't that funny? Turns out. That's Turns out. Bad. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, speaking of uh, you know Microsoft and uh, Metro style apps like the Mail app. Well, you know Metro. You've heard of yeah. Metro. You know Metro, how like, it's been here since Zoom, and you know everybody loved it? Mm-hmm. Well, Microsoft this week has announced that they can no longer call anything they make Metro. It turns out that there's some newspaper in Germany that kind of took that away from them. So now yeah. so now they're calling all of their design language Windows 8-style UI. Even. What? That is right. So it's I did no, not hear this. Well, so it's no longer Metro-style UI. It's literally called Windows 8-style UI. And also, there's another one, new interfaces. So that that's what you get. Okay, okay. So, you know, um, when you want to develop one of those new Windows 8-style UIs, you have to use one of those Visual Studio things. Okay. And in it, it's all called Metro, but not anymore. How much money? It's very microsoft to take something small and, like, put more words into it. Yeah. So do you know how many promo videos I've had saying Metro? Well, so their reasoning for this is that it was a code name all along. That's okay. how they're getting out of it. Uh, Did you drive your truck here? Because if you left any windows open, they're gone. No, no, I left it on the my driveway, which I can finally park on now. Is it dirt or is it solid pavement? It's, it's pavement, I'm but the road in front of it is all dirt. Well, you might not be moving for a couple of minutes. Why? Because it might be muddy. I got a truck. Just saying. Yeah, I gotta go put some gas in it now that I got monies. Mm, that again. Mm. Cost me eighty bucks to fill up. Makes sense. Hey, hey, I, I hear. I you know you know I have this um this outlook.com video that I should play since we're talking about Metro. So in this video, it doesn't actually say the word Metro, but ah, volume. So this video that you can't see because you're on that side of the table, uh, uh, it essentially makes fun of Gmail because it's it's tearing out all of the things and making it all square and all even. Um, and I can't see it either because I'm like a thousand miles away. You know, we do know how... Isn't it like 1,615? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so this this video essentially is just all music, but if it had said Metro, this video would be uh, violating copyright all over. And we can't have that. No, no, we can't. Look at small children. Mud. Oh, they got children in little dresses. Mud. I'm not seeing the same thing you are. So only I'm seeing this. You're right. Okay. Well, so one of the reasons I like this video is because it had good music, but that's all. Yeah. Well, as long as we're talking about videos, let's turn the tides and talk about some Apple videos. Oh, really? Okay. What about it? Okay. So you know the crap face company called Apple? No, I kind of like them. Oh, so do you know the very crap face company called Apple? Yes. Yeah, I, I, heard, okay. I, I do. Good. I admit I heard of it. And uh, ever heard of something called the Olympics? Well, I, I hear that's running right now, but I, I don't have an yeah. antenna on my house to watch it. Oh, it just bl- it just blew off momentarily. Yeah, <laughs> there's a hurricane. Kind of, kind of shattered into pieces because of the lightning. Yeah, yeah, something like that. How much was an antenna? Do you know? I think it was fifty bucks. Not that much Ouch. after. It's not that much if you think about it. Because my rabbit ears were thirty. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I was thinking. But of course, the cord. Because you you have like boxes and boxes full yeah. of coax cable. On the other hand, I don't. Uh, so I had to pay an extra 20 for the coax. But that's still a good deal. 70 bucks for an antenna that can serve multiple TVs. That's a good deal. It is. Yeah. I notice it's infringing on the ability to open and close the Mountain Dew fridge. I'll fix that later. See, we had to undo some of the staples. Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah. Well, so what about, what about the Olympics? Well, 
with the Olympics coming out, uh, Apple decided to launch a new wave of commercials. Really? Um, making fun of the Genius Bar. I have not seen these commercials because we we're, we're going to watch them together and see how crappy they were together. Right. Well, so, so the first commercial we're going to watch here is called Basically. Now, we actually might as well just watch them all because there's, they're, they're about 30 seconds each. And, you know, they're, they're pretty weird. Compared, so you remember the two famous commercials, right, from Apple? You know, the Mac versus PC, the, that, that set of commercials? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... The commercials that you don't remember are the other famous set, which is the commercials for like the iPhone and the iPad, where they just have the device sitting on a table and they just say some words about it, and then that, and then they flash the Apple logo. Yeah. So those are mm-hmm. well, and of course, I guess the other famous commercials would be the the iPod silhouette dancers. You've seen those, right? A long time ago. Yeah, but those are the famous commercials. Mm-hmm. Well, these don't follow in the spirit of that. Yeah, I basically just got a Mac myself. Wait, what do you what do you mean basically? Basically, it looks like a Mac. <laughs> great, it, it came loaded with all the great apps like iPhoto, iMovie, GarageBand. Not ringing a bell, huh? No. Who sold this to you? He did. He said he's basically an Apple genius. No. So this is nothing like a Mac. Basically, not not a, not a, no. Hmm. So what did you think about this first one? Well. Those Asus uh, Ultrabooks do look a lot like a MacBook Air. They really do. Um, um, if they didn't have the Apple yeah. logo not on it, mm-hmm. it would. I would have a hard time telling the difference between the two. Okay, so I want to tell you something I hate about YouTube. Can I tell you something about I hate? You can't load yeah. video? Oh, my gosh. So, I, I, I opened the next video the first time. What is your problem? I can sit here in silence. No, it's one like it's actually I put kind of a beauty thing. I like tugging on it and scratching it. It's kind of cool. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I don't have your cat anymore. Well, you should mess with your cat. Yeah, what happened to your pod cat? <laughs> oh, oh, that is good. Uh, seized and died. Yeah, she. Wait, I should have broken a little nicer. <laughs> she she was old. She couldn't see anymore. Which was so much fun because it would like walk into a wall and then back up half a step, turn right. Like, it was just like, do you know those basic battle bots? Like, they have a bumper switch and they hit something and then they turn right? It was just simulating that. It would just walk into a wall, turn right, walk into another wall. It was yeah, hilarious. it was really great. In it was a sad kind fun. of way. Um, well, anyway, so the one thing I hate about YouTube is I had to rebuffer the same video three times. So I clicked play. Went to full screen. And then it buffers. And then I had to go back and it had to rebuffer because what it already loaded was the old small screen buffer. Because it sucks. You know, if you always make it 240, it's fine. Uh, no. Um, so here's the next one. So this one is going to be about an Apple genius helping a guy on a plane. Hold on. I, 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 it's, it seems that there's a lack of audio. I'll go fix the audio! Hmm. There seems to be an audio intermission. Yes. Now that we've gotten rid of him, what should we do now? Well, I think I might um, watch the fan blades spin. <laughs> I found the audio problem. Oh, what was it? Coax missing? Yeah, coax. I just had to jiggle it. Yes. Working on it. Oh, the hurricane! Man, that hurricane's raging. Okay, so audio's problem is back. This is your captain. Is there an Apple genius on board? I'm a genius. 3B forgot his anniversary. He wants to make his wife an iMovie, but we land in 27 minutes. Look at all this footage. It's gonna be I agree. Okay. Move this here? Mm-hmm. So I just drag in our wedding song? Yeah, from iTunes. What if I wanted to add a... Please turn off all electronic devices. Oh, we're not gonna make it. We're gonna make it. Add the CP effect. It's very romantic. And done. <laughs> awesome. We have two minutes. 21F is working on a keynote. Let's go. Let's do this. 
So the guy goes to help? Yeah. So because he helped the guy... So Genius A helped Guy B make a, a, you know, a thing for his wife's anniversary. So now Guy B can help Guy C with his keynote. So I guess if a genius helps you, you become a genius? Is that what that, that commercial gives you? Hopefully not. Okay, so another thing I thought was weird is, like, who is this aimed at? Because the guy already had a Mac if he has iMovie, right? So then, yeah. like, it doesn't make sense. It's aimed at the people who don't know how to use their Mac properly. Okay, well, so then, like, who would want to acknowledge that? Apple. Okay. Um, Again, Crapface Company. Okay, well, so since you so, so since you say so, a lot of especially what basically say. Oh, okay. Well, I, uh, I reserved that designation for Facebook, but that's just me. That's crap. Yeah, Facebook is crap. Right. You don't hate social media. I love social media. I just don't like Facebook. Anyway, so the next commercial is the weirdest of the bunch. I think uh, this is Labor Day. Labor Day. Yeah, uh, that's what its title is. Anyway, play some Labor. Uh, do we have audio? Yeah, there we go. Mr. Green, it's 4 a.m. My wife is having the baby. I need your help. What can I do? I want to make a photo card to announce the birth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, You can make letterpress cards with iPhoto. They even have different themes if it's a baby boy or a baby girl. Should I call an ambulance? Definitely. But what about photo books for the grandparents? Uh, Yeah. Really neat coffee table books. And we can talk about all that on the way to the hospital. Okay, Mr. Green? Mrs. Green, we're coming. So those are the three commercials that aired during the first day of the Olympics and then thereafter. And I have seen one on TV live so far. Uh, it's kind of bizarre. Yeah, I like the last one the most, though. It's kind of funny. Of course like you it. do. Sort of sitcom Yeah, well, that that, that fits your description then, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, speaking of the Colbert Report, uh, I was watching the Colbert Report and he fed a baby to a uh, vengeful spirit. Like, he, the baby was crying in his arms because he picked him up by the arm. <laughs> it was very funny. It was a real baby. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, that was irrelevant. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the joke still isn't just funny for me, though. It's hilarious. But it's really not, though. Like, unless you saw it, it's just not funny. Okay, anyway, next. Okay, so, you know, when you go into Gmail, there's that little chat window thing. Yeah. And, like, apparently it had, a, like, a video feature. Mm-hmm. That's going away now. Just like, uh, let's see, Google Labs and, let's see, was it Buzz and Wave? Buzz. So that's not going to be anything anymore. It's going to be apparently a peer-to-peer system uh, in Google+. Yeah, so uh, apparently the way it works is that the current, the current, the old video chat was peer-to-peer, and the new Google Plus one is like there's a central host by Google, and then, you know, everybody just ties in there. Um so, like, the way Skype works is when you call it, when somebody calls you, mm-hmm. they're on your bandwidth. So, like, they're call- you, you're the host, right? Yeah. So, like, if you host a conversation with your crappy internet, all our videos will be crap, regardless of the quality of our streams. Exactly. So, if the guy with Fios, you know, down the street, hosts the conference, the videos will be better for everybody because everything goes through that person. Yeah, right. sounds good. So, that is um, something that Google's trying to fix, and uh, they're going to have it all centralized in Google Hangouts because the video technology for Hangouts is a little bit newer and better. Yeah. I love how they have all the inline tools to just mess with your face, add right. a hat. Well, um, uh, so it's kind of fancy. One of the things I like about Hangouts in this particular case is that if we're organizing a grilling party, for example, mm-hmm. I can invite everybody to hang out just within Gmail. Yeah. No, no, no problem, no Skyping, which I hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, problem solved. So that's really nice. You know, that will never work. It worked. We did it once. Oh, wait. You, you got, like, two people. Yeah. You never got the... Is Emma alive? 
Or did I, her tonsils kill her? No, so it's funny. I see her I see her zombie Gmail account logged in all the time. Is it because she never logged out of one of your computers? Or? No, it's just... No. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. so was, The mustache guy, I don't know about him either. Uh, so anyway, uh, speaking about things we don't like, uh, Apple. Uh, Apple is having a, an event, presumably. Nobody knows for sure. It's a rumor right now. But September 12th. September 12th, huh? Uh, you can see why they didn't pick September 11th, because that, that would be bad buzz right. for them. Why? I hear there were some terrorist attacks, you know, like... That was like mm, 10 years ago. Yeah, but it's a day of remembrance. You can't have events on that day, ever. And everybody yeah, will it's remember. it's always the worst thing about something that people remember. Right. Apple. Anyway, uh, so so um, the, this event will uh, feature, or at least the rumor is, that it'll feature the iPhone 5, or whatever the next one is called, an iPad mini, and a new iPod Touch. Now, you know the, 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 the beard guy, the Darumple? Jim Darumple? Yes, from, yes. from one of our competitors. guitar player. One of our competing uh, networks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the host of one of the shows on our competitors. And uh, he said yep when asked about this. So it, it's pretty conclusive that this is definitely going to happen. Yeah. When somebody's got a beard that long, you can trust him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, his, his beard goes all the way from here to like... There. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, do you remember like five years ago you kept on telling me to go to this crappy website called Dig? I think it might have been a little bit less than... A little bit more than five years ago. Six years ago? Maybe seven. Six and a half. Because it was like a long time ago. Yes. And I was like, no, I refuse. Yeah, I'll, but, I'll always be on Slashdot. Yeah, because you kind of do that to everything I suggest. Uh, yeah, just call it crap. Except for the animes I liked. Steins oh. Gate was revolutionary. Okay. Uh, moving on. Um, Sinaloa Dig went away for a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's back. Is it? And one of what I just noticed about it? What? It's a Tumblr. It's going to just... Looks like a... Uh, gonna just Does it really a look tum- like Tumblr? Join Tumblr now. That's a blog. Yes. Well, what did you expect? To write their own blogging engine, too? Yes. Why? Because it didn't work last time. I don't understand. Well, I figured they'd know how to make a better one now. Well, anyway, so what I think the new dig looks a lot like is actually a lot like uh, Pinterest, actually. Uh, it does. And it's kind of funny that they've set it up like that. And it's unfortunate, too, because the problem with Pinterest, I find, that is it is extremely image-based. And unfortunately, not a lot of words can fit on a single image. Hmm. Uh, I, I mean, did, did, did um, Andrew, did you use dig back in the day? No. Yeah, I didn't either, because it was just a terrible idea. I never used Dig, like, as its purpose. What I wanted you to do is I wanted you to read stories from Dig. Really? Yeah. Because nope. you, you couldn't figure... You, you kept reading from one source, which is Slashdot. Slashdot. That's not a good source. I've been source. reading since Slashdot since, like, third grade. That's, that's great. You can do that, oh, but fourth, you've got to add fourth other sources. Slashdot starts and ends with them. Okay. I think the dot pretty much just ends it all. That's where I get most of our show stuff. It's better than io9, and you cannot uh, argue with that. No, I, I, you're right. I can't. Um, yeah. Okay, so there's this device from Leap Motion that's like it's you know essentially like something like Connect. You heard of Connect, right? Yeah, the Xbox thing. Yeah. So this other company has made something that's like that, and they've been showing some demonstrations. They've been posting some videos about this really cool thing that it's essentially. Something like a maybe like a deck of cards, like sitting in front of your monitor, mm-hmm. and it senses like your hands being waved in front of the monitor. Right. So it's a little bit unlike the Connect in that it's not like forward vision; it's upward vision. So you set it up, like you set it flat on the table, and then it looks up, and then you right. put your hands over it, and then you can interact with the screen and stuff. Hmm. Um, and so- like they've uh, posted videos about like uh, playing Half Life Two. Right. 
And also, Fruit Ninja. So I have a video here, which I'm not going to make bigger because I'm definitely not rebuffering. Also, I don't like when businesses don't put words in their videos. Like, seriously, while I'm watching this, you could tell me things about it instead of just seeing it. Yeah. You have to hire voice actors. I mean, I'm here all day. You want them to hire you? Send me a business card. Okay. Programmer, blogger, voice actor. Let me say more than Kawaii Desu. Which is better than some American voice actors, which I hate. Yeah, I don't blame you. Oh, there it is. It's a good game. See, how do you make that swishy swish thing? Well, so it, it looks fake. It, it tracks. It did not actually do that. It tracks your fingers. Now, the, I do agree. The video does look fake. I mean, uh, hand, especially that hand part. Yeah, this is a fake video. No, it's not. It's actually real. I actually, I don't believe that. What's actually was demoed physically at CES. I need real video of it. As opposed or to at least fake this one. is what they want to do. Right. Well, I do agree that this demo video is not quite real, but... Do you remember the Kinect promotional videos? No. They demoed all these great games, and like, these are some things that some person could go out well, and make. So I want to I play a fun game. How much do you think this is going to cost? Thousand. Thousand dollars. Yes. Now, so it's hyper accurate. But remember, it faces up, so it's not... not like a dog. No, it faces up, unlike the Kinect, I mean... So how much do you think so, it's going to cost? Let's see. How much does it connect? Like 150? Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'd start 150. Okay. So about 150. How about you? Thousand. Thousand. Well, both wrong. It's actually lower. Seventy dollars for pre-order. And then another thousand dollars after that? No, it's just seventy dollars. But, but is this like a Kickstarter or something? No, it's you can it, it the the hardware is going to come in uh, February 2013. Apparently, it's not even a Kickstarter kind of thing. It's just you. Pay now and you get it, I guess. You can, of course, wait until then to see if it really doesn't work, which is what I would do. Yeah. But uh, it's an interesting project that it, it's, I don't know why I hadn't heard about it before. You'd think this would be kind of one of those things. Yeah. Imagine that with the Ouya. Ouya! Oh, yeah. That's... You hate that thing. I don't know I, why. I hate a lot of things. I know you do for no reason. Okay, what's next here? So, speaking about uh, you know fast internet, we were talking about internet earlier and how I have none today. Well, Verizon, you know Verizon, you've heard of them. Perhaps. Well, so you know how um, some phones can, like, make a Wi-Fi hotspot and you can, like, tether, like, your iPad or your MacBook Air yeah. to the phone? Remember where we were at school once we did that? It yeah, was it was, yeah. and I used it a bunch of times at the U and I had one of my old phones. Because, you know, sometimes I was, you know, in a place where there was just was no Wi-Fi. Well, so Verizon has been forced by the FCC to no longer block tethering apps from either the Apple Store or the Play Store, I guess. Cool. Um so AT&T, Sprint, and T-Mobile can still block you for tethering, but on Verizon, at least, you can't. And so the reason this happened was when the FCC sold Verizon the spectrum that they used for the network, mm-hmm. it, it was said that they must keep it open for use, uh, and blocking a tethering app would block that open use. Like, you you can pay for it at a flat flat rate, whatever, that's fine, but to have... A separate tier plan for tethering in, a data, in addition to regular data, that's not allowed by the FCC rules, apparently. Interesting. So, so hopefully that this ruling also trickles down to Sprint, AT&T, and T-Mobile. It won't, but we can hope. We can hope. Next. So, let's talk about another junk company. But by junk, I mean really good, but Kingston is just as good. We're talking about Crucial right now. So you know how you are always saying that you love your solid state drive? Well, I don't, I, I don't love it because I don't really have it myself, but... 
Oh, yeah, but that's not even by Crucial. It's not by Crucial. It's by Samsung, actually. I thought you were, he had the Toshiba model. But no, I had the Samsung way. model. I made nice. sure. Randomly selected. I, Whoa, I just lost headphones. Do you have headphones? Yeah. Well. Do you have ears? I do have ears. Huh. As do I. Did you hear him? I, I, I heard him, but now I can't hear myself speaking, which makes me think I've lost my mic. Either way, let's I pretend. can hear you, though. Well, whatever. I don't edit the show. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not responsible. You're the, so. text, you're the technician here. Yeah. I deny everything. Oh, okay. Up and down. Yeah, you're right. And left to right. Yeah, yeah, up and down. I remember that. But, tell us about this crucial thing. So, um, you know how when Solid State hard drives came out um, late 2010, when they first started hitting commercial stuff, like yeah. that's when I started seeing them mm-hmm. on Newegg and stuff. Oh, there are, some of them could be a thousand dollars. Yes, very it, well, now these days some could be a thousand dollars. Very, very expensive, indeed. Um, but now um, these people, crucial, saying that they're starting to become um, something at a, in a regular price range. Because now, the, right now, crucial is advertising that their thirty-two gigabyte one is just an entry-level hard drive for fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. You need more than thirty-two gigs. Though. I agree, but window. Okay, I just headphones just came right back for some ridiculous reason. That's really weird. We'll we'll look at that later. Yeah, it's a mystery. Um, because um, what does Windows take? Windows 7 takes 20. Yeah. Um, so that would just barely leave 12. And I don't even think, like, I don't even think that would be enough for anything, really. Yeah. Because, I mean, just imagine you install Chrome, and Chrome probably takes a couple of gigs for, like, cache and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And plus your other documents yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so it'll add up. it would be pretty hard. Um, I would say you need at least 64 gigs, and that's at $70 right now. Right, but here's the thing that I think is interesting about this. So those price numbers that you're reading there... I don't believe them. Well, they're coming, actually, those are the prices that that, um, Crucial is selling those drives to third parties at. Mm -hmm. So what that means is that those drives will be cheaper to put in hardware for other things, but also, like Newegg or Amazon or other places, when they run specials, there'll be another... Like twenty to thirty dollars taken off those prices, also. So the hundred dollar drive for one hundred twenty eight, right? Yep. So that'll be about seventy bucks in real life after all the other discounts and rebates and other things. Yeah, I don't believe that. I do because uh, the pricing from the M four line, the premium line, follows the same pattern. Yeah. Well, want to talk about hacking deals right now? Sure, I love hacking deals. So. Um... Apparently, oh, it's we're store talk, policy. We're going to talk about that hack. We're talking about Target right now. Okay. When we first started this network, we wanted to get all of all three of us wanted to get webcams. Yeah. We're pretending Sam was with oh, us okay. at the My, start. I was going to say uh, he, he came around later. Who's the uh, third one? That's weird. Yeah. And we might have a fourth member soon. Yeah. Um, hint, hint. Um, moving on. Uh, we all wanted to get webcams, and it'll be really nice to have. And we found some really nice um, Logitech. What were they? C fifty five hundred fifty or C. C5 something. I don't remember the exact serial. No, it's not that one. Hmm. Um, really nice webcams, but they were 50 bucks or 55 bucks. So, are they that much? Yes, they were. They were really oh. expensive. Wow. Um, and so I'm like, there's no way I'm paying that. Right. Yeah, I have better things to buy. Yes. And like then, a um, pop filter. Like a pop filter. Yeah. Just gotta keep on burning them or sawing them in half. Hmm. Um, hmm. But this, the cheap um, webcam was out of... There's a webcam that was really cheap. So like, at Target, um, there was a 270, a Logitech... C270. It's like a little three megapixel camera. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. Yeah. But that got all sold out, and mm-hmm. so they said you can replace the on-sale thing for $25 with the really expensive $50 one. Yeah. And so I got a $50 um, Logitech webcam for... For $25. That was a great deal. Yeah. And it's still going on, so yeah, go so to gonna, your local I'm, Rollsville Target. I'm gonna, I think it's probably only at the Rollsville Target. Just go so to the Rollsville Target. So, just so you know, it will expire on or you know Saturday night, because... The, the switch over from Saturday to Sunday. 
Well, but it is a good deal. You should definitely go there. I should go there right now. Yeah. Uh, recently, I've seen a lot of deals not quite as good as that, but that is a great deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so once upon a time, uh, once upon a long time ago, there was this little company called AMD. And, uh, you know, they wanted to get on top of the uh, x86 processor market. So what they did was they extended the architecture to 64 bits. And there was this one guy that uh, was there. He was, like, the lead team designer or something. Uh, like, after a while, he uh, headed up the uh, the Apple... What? Am I still on there? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. So, uh, so this guy, he went over... Uh, this guy's name is Keller. He went over to uh, this other company called PA uh, Semiconductor. Yep. Uh, PA standing for Palo Alto. So he was working there for a while, and then they got up, got uh, bought out by Apple. Mm-hmm. So now that uh, you know AMD is sort of cleaned house in their executive management, they're hiring this guy back. So maybe now we'll have an Athlon one twenty eight processor, or maybe we'll actually get AMD chips in for, inside of our Macs for once. Yeah. Uh, or we can have Phenom one twenty eight chips. That'd be funny. Uh, also, a funny thing about the story is that this guy who worked at PA Semi and then departed from Apple because they're part of PA Semi uh, will go work under Papermaster. And now Papermaster used to work at Apple. And you know what Papermaster did? What did they do? Well, Papermaster was the guy responsible for the antenna design on the four, the iPhone four. Oh, the thing that didn't work. Yeah, the thing that didn't oh. work. Yeah. So Papermaster's working at AMD, and now another Apple employee is going to work there. Huh? Seems like a conspiracy. Yeah. In a vague kind of not so much. Just don't room. hold your CPU with the left hand. Right, and then you'll be okay. <laughs> So, uh, you know, speaking of phones and iPhones, AT&T is actually destroying their 2G network, or at least they announced that they are. They're going to be turning off their 2G network around the end of 2016, which, at which point, you'll have to go to 3G or 4G, uh, and you won't you won't get any more uh, 2G. But now there's a good side, the benefit to this. Now, for some reason, if you have a phone that's so old it can't use 3G or 4G, I don't know how you're living, but if you have a 4G phone in 2016, here's what is going to happen when they take up the spectrum for 2g and they turn it all off they're going to redo it so that it supports 4g signals as well so the 4g coverage will expand greatly so the 4g coverage will expand to what the 2g previously was using so it's actually a big upgrade in what four years from now so i mean that's not too bad interesting Yeah. yeah so this next story i know very little about mainly because i don't care about france at all literally at all. Like, I don't even know Not if it exists. Not many people do. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's the case. From up until today, I was under the assumption that France wasn't real. You were under the assumption that France wasn't country? No, I, I mean, I had no evidence to suggest that it was real. Well, who blockaded the uh, Confederates? <sighs> Someone about some Gruberist from many years ago. Um, well, it must be one of our competitors. Yeah. Okay, well, tell us about this French story that you don't care about. <sighs> well, it's not that I don't care about it, I didn't think it was real. Because it's not a real country. I see. Um... But apparently this fake country had a fake policy that's being really shut down. Um, I can't pronounce this Hopti or... Hadapi. Hadapi. Yeah. Well, headphones are back, conveniently. I had no headphones up until now. You know that board's haunted, right? Yeah, you know, I don't like this. But I, I do like I like having headphones now, but I don't like the intermittent problems. Either way, this um, 
fake country with a real shutdown um, has basically said that um, their anti-piracy division has done nothing to prevent anti-piracy. And so it must go away. So this... Wait, wait, so this anti-piracy thing is against anti-piracy? No, the French government is against the anti-piracy government thing that they had. Their agency was doing nothing, so they're shutting it down. So in other words... Oh! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think I slotted this story. Yeah, you kind of did. So here, it's let me. Fake. Let, it's no, fake. it's not. Let me explain a little bit differently. So here's what goes on: the French decide that piracy is bad, so they make this agency called Hadapi. I don't know what it stands for. I don't know if I really care because whatever country, whatever agency that has those acronyms or those letters as an acronym doesn't deserve to exist because that's just dumb. But anyway, it's that, probably all written in French anyway. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, well. <laughs> Like I said, fake. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So Hadafi was an agency that was supposed to promote paid content or content that was attainable legally, and they didn't do that. So they uh, are experiencing massive budget cuts in France due to you know a bad economy. So th- this is one of the agencies that's going to be cut. Yeah, well, if I never heard of it before today, it can't have been important. Right, exactly. Or maybe I was very so, under the rush. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to Google, uh, among all the uh, uh, Gmail video chat that they're going to be discontinuing, they're going to be discontinuing a lot more, uh, including Ryan's favorite uh, podcasting app called Google Listen. Yes. Uh, apparently it's going to be folded into Google Play. Yeah, so unfortunately, here's what goes on. Their argument is that Google Listen used to be useful in 2009, but since the advent of Google Play, otherwise known as the Android market, other podcasting apps have surfaced and are actually quite a bit more usable and more feature-packed. Well, you know what I do all day, pretty much every single day of my life? Listen to podcasts? I either listen to a podcast or prepare for this one. Those are the two things I do every day. We should do more things. That's a lot of hissing, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know what that is. But anyway, uh, probably the headphones or something insane. I, I'm not getting hissing. What? You got one. Yeah, so I pointed to that box right there. I thought that box. Okay, was well, so Matt just so you just bought the ca- ah! Matt just found out that I had bought one of the cameras that he had previously been talking about, and I had pointed at the box while he was talking about it, and he said, "No, I'm not that one," because he doesn't even know what his own box looks like. The box had a camera in it. The one I bought had a camera in it. That one just looks like an empty box. So you're telling me that this box doesn't have a camera? Looks empty. Hold it. No documentation. So you're telling me that box doesn't have a camera in it. So you bought two cameras? Yeah. This would go into Sam or Megan? or No, it's going right there. It's go- There's two now. There's two now? Yeah. Well, can I tell you something? No. You don't like Skype, and Skype is not going to like you. Well, no, so I tried it, and it actually doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. you got to be more careful. Work. With- what? Well, hmm. But... Do you still hear me? Oh, no, Skype works now, but I mean, Skype just doesn't work always. Don't count on Skype. Yeah, I don't or know. Or Gmail. Yeah, kind of. So, what do you think about our new camera lineup? It's quite mysterious when there's no light in here. Well, but here's a cool thing, though, is, so, it it for some reason, when you Skype, it'll start, you know, like, uh, a square portrait, right? Mm-hmm. And then, for some reason, something just magically happens. I don't know what, if it's like a bandwidth issue. Okay. Like, I don't know if it's a bandwidth issue or what, but for some reason, it'll sometimes go widescreen, like 16 by 9. Nice. Yeah, so it's actually a really cool feature. Uh, so now we have two in the studio, so we'll be doing more live streaming eventually. Hopefully. So, wow, look, an inline announcement. Yeah. Oh, and also Google Listen is discontinued by something else. Okay, great. Oh, so now I have to do some, I have to do some, uh, the, some triviality story here. <sighs> 
so Matt, last Matt, week, Matt, we were talking about big boobs. Yeah, so last week, last week was big boobs. So, I mean, I, maybe this isn't so bad. So, you know, the missile defense for the United States, you know, you'd assume that they'd be doing, like, a lot of work, keeping, like, the missiles ready and ready to go, or, you know, like, you know, watching this computer screen to make sure there isn't a blip on the radar. And there's blipping. Yeah, there's a different kind of blipping. <laughs> so apparently the uh, the missile defense staff is watching a lot of porn, and apparently a memo came out recently, slash a couple of days ago, and they told them to stop watching porn on the on, while they're working for the missile defense. So maybe it might be a good idea. You know, that cannon was fired improperly. Mm-hmm. It's kind so- of interesting, huh? Yeah, I mean, I don't work at any place where they the govern my computer usage, um, but, I mean, that sounds like something they would fire somebody over, like, pretty quickly, not just send a casual memo saying, you know, you've been doing this for months and months, but now we kind of got to slack off on it, like, yeah, work. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, so, do you, do you want to wanna, wanna plug something? Yes, and then while you guys are doing that, I wonder if I'm on Mountain Dew. Okay, so, Andrew, I know you wanted to plug something that you love a lot. Yeah, so... So you remember, was it last week that Google launched that uh, Google Fiber? Yeah, the super fast gigabit internet. So, yeah, so it's like super fast, but it's only super in one city. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there's this other company called Verizon, I think we just might have mentioned it. Yeah. That uh, they've they've been doing you know this for like years now. They've been stringing uh, fiber optic wires like through several cities. Um, most of which are on the East Coast, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But it covers a lot more territory than the Kansas City Google Fiber thing. Right. And uh, so when I first moved into this apartment, maybe less than three years ago, like within a month, I got flyers for Fios. So mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, I guess that is around here. So how so, fast is Fios for you? What's that? How fast is Fios for you? Uh, well, right now I just upgraded to the new Quantum Speeds, which uh, I guess they only advertise that in uh, Fios available areas. But uh, uh, right now I have 50 megabits down and 25 megabits up. That so, is a lot of megabits. Yes. So, I mean, obviously it's not as fast as Google so, Fiber, but I mean, it is pretty uh, fast. Uh, the thing about uh, Fios and. Uh, they actually give you speeds 20% faster uh, than what they uh, advertise. So uh, I'm getting, uh, in reality, I'm getting about 58 megabits down. Hmm, that's really so, fast. Yeah, that yeah. is amazing. Yes. Yeah. I mean, imagine if we had 25 megabits up, we could stream 720p everywhere in this room. Yeah, because you know I have like 720 kilobytes down and kilobytes. like a tenth of a kilobyte up. Yeah, so the video chat you were trying to do with me the other day, it didn't work too yeah. well. Let me show you the picture that you actually... Yeah, I got it through you, the Dropbox. You got that? Okay, well, for the record, you were kind of pixelated. And just like my so, eyes blended. The only downside is is that the uh, first time I tried to order it, I ordered it on the Verizon website, and mm-hmm. that thing is broke. <laughs> oh. like, as in it doesn't work. Yeah, oh, wow. that's very similar yeah. actually to the CenturyLink website, which we have both found out does not function in any way. Yeah. So, yes. uh, you know, they run a good network, but not a good website. Right. So, like, if you want to order this stuff, like, actually have call them up and, you know, wait, like, a half hour or whatever on hold. So That's too bad. So how much do you pay for your expensive internet? Uh, let's see. I just upgraded to the Quantum. Uh, beforehand, I was just 25 megabits up, 25 down. 
and that was 70. Okay. So they, uh, you know, I asked to be bumped up, so they said, it's like, well, we're going to have to bump up your bill, so it's now 80 bucks a month. Oh, well, you know, actually, that's interesting. So for here, for for the studio here, we pay 70 bucks a month for uh, phone and internet. Now, the phone is just irrelevant. It's just basic landline phone and stuff. But the internet is seven down and one up, so, and that's 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 already fifty bucks. So for only thirty bucks more, you're getting a lot more internet. Yeah, significantly. So, I checked; it's I, not available in our area. I think cool. that's pretty much where I am on the on the uh, speed code mm-hmm. speed curve. So yeah, that's great and, though. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, and the router that they provide you is complete crap. Of course, it is. It always is. Every time. So. It's uh, the one I got was uh, only supported uh, 802.11g mm-hmm. and only fast Ethernet. Yeah, mm. it's too bad. But at least you have the fastest internet I've ever met from a person I've ever talked to. Oh wow, that's good. Yeah, and uh, yes, there is a charm in getting your internets over a glass wire. Hmm. Yes, there definitely is. So, so did you, did you have something to uh, plug? I have something to unplug. Okay, why don't we unplug something and then I'll plug something so that way it seems fair. So, around here, there's a store I like a lot. It's called Domino's. Really? And do you know what I love about Domino's? Their pizza? Their pizza. Do you know what I love more than their pizza? The ability to summon pizza through my computer. That makes sense. And the Domino's pizza tracker. Okay. Which has gone away. What? There is no Domino's Pizza Tracker. There's no more Pizza Tracker? There's no more Pizza Tracker. What'd they replace it with? With a very crappy email saying, I'll be ready in 16 to 25 minutes. Wow, that sucks. Maybe they And the ordering for the pizza is awful. And oh. if you sol- highlight the stuff you're typing in, there's so much crap in there. Um, it's so difficult to order pizza now. So maybe too many people try to inject Unicode into the pizza orders. I shouldn't have done it. But that's what we were doing. Yeah. Um, and fake names and a bunch of other stuff. But you can still order and do all that crap. You just don't get a pizza tracker. Um, I don't know if it was too intensive for them to keep running all the time or anything else. I don't, I, I mean, uh, but one question was always, how did it know when some, like, how did it know when it went in the oven? How did it know, like, The employees was, had to hit go. Right. And maybe that's, maybe that was annoying for them. Or maybe that was just too much overhead. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's terrible. But I like that feature. I know. I love I loved the Pizza nice. Tracker. And you know, as a, uh, as a side note, the Pizza Tracker was a uh, featured article on Ajaxian. It was used to be a blog about cutting edge Ajax technology from, you know, anywhere. Um, and originally the uh, Pizza Tracker wasn't in Flash. It was actually just in Ajax. Cool. You know, uh, you know JavaScript, XML, mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so everybody highly, you know, you know, praised it and stuff. But then for some reason they went to Flash, probably so they could skin it and stuff. Yeah, and then when you add the pepperoni, it does a cool little animation and yeah. all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's is that the end of your unplug? Yes. I think you should unplug them some more. Tell us what pizza you like. I like what I call, nicknamed the Heart Stopper. Wow. <laughs> Mainly because it's going to stop my heart in three days. Um, so basically you remove the tomato sauce, the only vegetable on it, and replace it with butter. I thought it was white sauce. Is that just butter? Butter. Okay. It's basically, it's basically butter with garlic in it. I see. Yeah. And so I like added, so on top of the mozzarella cheese, I like the shredded cheddar cheese and the shredded provolone cheese. And so it's all these different cheeses. And honestly, this box is almost translucent. (laughs) Um, So it's greasy. It's greasy. If you put, like, you have your bacon and pineapple pizza underneath my pizza a lot. Yeah. And the lid of your pizza box is always covered in grease. It is delicious. It is. Um, And if you have Mountain Dew with it, it tastes great. If you have water with it, 
Wow. Um, are, huh. are we still recording? Good. It's picking up my voice, so we're good. Huh. Um, that is interesting. But I still hear myself in the headphones. Well, I, I, it's back. But now I hear you more. I, I got... I'm back. But now I don't hear you through the mic anymore. I can only hear myself through the vibrations of my skull, so... That's, uh, well, that's just interesting, I guess. Broken. Huh, now this is interesting. Well, we'll have to fix this later. I don't know. I can't fix it during... You know, this is why we need a secondary recorder, in case the computer's the problem. Yeah, but, uh, Might need a new primary yeah. board. Well, yummy. yeah. It's delicious. It will kill you. If you have water, it will separate in your stomach. You don't, don't even bother. I'm not even... No. Uh, so... Yeah. One moment. Technical difficulties. Oh, oh, it's back. Hey. Hi. How's it going? Was it, like, off? No, it wasn't off. I, un- I unplugged it and replugged it. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, am I, am I live? Hi. Can you- Hi. Yeah. Can cool. I hear you? Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah. Hello. Hi. Okay, so we're all here. Can Matt hear me? I can hear you. You're in the room. But it doesn't count. My headphones aren't working. Okay, I'm in- mine either. Anyway... Moving along. Uh, do you want to tell us your pizza price hack, though? Because that is quite revolutionary. Okay. A medium pizza with two toppings. No, nope, it's gone again. It's 13 bucks. Like, you're, it's hearing me. It's hearing you through this one. It's not hearing that. Is it, like, the board? Hey, how's it going? No. I hear rain. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be hearing rain. No, I, I, the rain is behind me, so that's okay to hear. Hi. Do you hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. You hear me? Okay. Okay. 13 bucks. Oh, gone. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> All right, switch me to line three. Like, no, no, don't, don't switch mics. Oh, okay. Just, let's switch mics to Switch me to line three. All right, how's that? Can you hear me? No. Yeah. No? You hear me? Yeah. Good, yeah, good. Okay. So I'm on line three now, and if this happens again... It's the mic. It's not the mic. Well, it, can't, it can't be the mic. Why? Because it's too cool. We Plus, I put the... a note in it. Okay, well, anyway... So tell us um, the pizza hack. $13 for medium. So for one medium pizza. $13. $13, okay. Two mediums, $12. That is called a hack. It is called ordering two. Yeah. For less than the price of one. I like it. it makes me fat. I like it too. Tastes good. Okay. So here's my plug for the week. It's called TweetBot for Mac. I gotta go fix this audio problem. Okay, we talk about okay this? you go fix the audio problem. I'm glad you're being a good technician this time. Science! Anyway, so here's the plug. And so this is called TweetBlog. Tweet, tweet blog? No, TweetBot for Mac. So the problem with Mountain Lion is that it brings a lot of new cool features. And unfortunately, Twitter does not like updating their apps. So Twitter for Mac, the app I used to use, did not bring support for uh, the new notifications bar that, that also is integrated into the new OS 10.8, I believe. Uh so what this new thing I use called uh, TweetBot is a, it's a famous app that has a you know iPhone and iPad equivalent, but it brings a lot of nice features. It has uh, you know, some really nice um, column view sorting. Uh, swiping works intuitively, so if you want to see a conversation between somebody, you just mouse over it and then just swipe to your uh, left, and then it'll open up the conversation. Uh, if you want to see like at mentions for yourself, you just go to the at mentions section. And so it's a lot like what every Twitter client is, but it just works unlike the tweet uh, Twitter for Mac. Now, why do you ask? I'm not using Twitterific, right? Why are you not using Twitterific? Well, see, the problem with Twitterific is it also has not been updated sufficiently, and it looks very, very old. And it also, despite for some reason, it just 
isn't fast anymore. Like, it used to be really, really fast. And I think Twitter is still piping tweets through their own servers. Because in the old days, the reason I could tweet at school was because Twitterific did not go directly to the Twitter API. I don't know that for sure. I'm just guessing. Mm. Yeah, so that that so the, this this is a um, alpha right now. It's point six three version. So it, it will cost money when it comes out for real, but right now it's free. Okay, use um, it now then. Uh, I will probably buy it if it's less than fifteen bucks. Okay, because I, I tweet a lot. Okay, yeah. Do you hear me at all? So yeah, I hear you. Head on to the main topics. Yeah, why don't we talk about some main topics? <coughs> Who wants to go first? You. Well, I suppose I'll go first. Okay, that sounds so, good. Over the past two weeks, there uh, has been quite a stir amongst the gaming community and also the Linux community uh, about uh, Steam. It's uh, coming to Linux, so that's going to mean a lot of things to a lot of people. Uh, First, there are going to be a lot more games on uh, Linux, hopefully. So uh, before, you pretty much had to uh, buy the Humble Indie bundles to uh, get anything on Linux. Uh, So... Uh, Valve is talking about uh, porting not only Steam, but also their Source Engine, and their Left 4 Dead 2 uh, in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, so they're going to, well, they internally, they have uh, ported their Left 4 Dead 2 over to Linux, and uh, when they first got it running, it was running at 6 frames per second. That is uh, kind of slow, kind of choppy, can't really play anything at 6 FPS. Right. So what they did is they increased it by about fifty, you know, fifty times. Uh, they you know did a lot of optimization. Uh, they optimized uh, Left 4 Dead uh, to the Linux kernel. They optimized it to OpenGL, uh, and they also worked with uh, graphics vendors to uh, improve their drivers. So they eventually got it running faster than uh, on Windows Seven, actually. Uh, so. They're saying that, uh, you know, due to the efficiency of the kernel, uh, the actual OpenGL uh, API, and, uh, you know, just good old hard work, that it uh, runs faster than uh, DirectX on Windows. That's pretty impressive. Yes. Uh, So, uh, then back to Steam. uh, uh, See, the Blizzard guys, uh, they're, well, step back for a moment. Uh, Gabe Newell doesn't think that Windows 8 is going to be that great. So do you remember this story from last week? So Gabe Newell essentially said that Windows 8 is a catastrophe and that people are going to go somewhere else. So that's what he said last week. Yes, so he's hedging his bets by bringing Steam to Linux. Right. So so, so in your opinion, do you think Windows 8 is going to be a catastrophe? Yes. Why? Uh, It's Windows. Without a start button, which is annoying, and it's too hard to find anything. Is it? I have trouble with it. You have problems on every operating system you use. Mm-mm. Really? I have very little problems with Debian. Yeah, but you can't run any programs on Debian. I'll be able to run Steam. Scheme soup. Steam. Scheme Steam? Only on Ubuntu, at least at first. Burn. Although, you know, people will probably release okay. packages for pretty much, you know, any distribution pretty quickly. I'll, use a, I'll install a virtual machine to run Ubuntu. I don't think that's going to work. Just so you know. Why? Uh, just guessing. It might. <laughs> it probably won't, but I want to try it now. We'll see. Yeah. So, uh, I, th- I think I think a, that uh, Windows 8 is going to fail, personally, but yeah. So, uh, a guy at Blizzard, uh, Rob Pardo, which I believe he's like the uh, head of game design over there, 
uh, posted on Twitter that uh, Windows 8 is not awesome for Blizzard either. For any particular reason, or just for the same reason? Uh, well, he just quoted uh, Gabe Newell. So okay, he's right. pretty much in agreement with that. Yeah. So, uh, Richard Stallman, oh. uh, the, the Taliban of open source, he has uh, commented <laughs> on Steam going to Linux. Uh, uh, he, you know, is obviously railing against uh, it not being open source, but uh, I think he kind of appreciates the attention being brought to Linux and right. free software in general. Well, yeah. so, so I'm reading this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't like. It doesn't really say anything. Like it's written from a very, very unbiased standpoint. Okay, Stolman hates Ubuntu so much, um, and right now I'm I'm a member of the FSF, so I can go to their um, private. Uh, membership forms i don't know what yeah, they call don't worry, don't worry about it. um but basically it's a chat room where they can talk about about a bunch of stuff right now everybody's yelling and fighting about organizing something for the libra planet conference nobody on the forums is even caring about anything that's happening anywhere well, else well okay so this planet. article is written by him and so it says i suppose the availability of popular non-free programs on the gnu/linux system can boost adoption of the system however our goal goes beyond making the system a success Thunder agrees with me. Its purpose is to bring freedom to the users. Thus, the question is how the development affects the user's freedom. Uh, so, like, I know he hates those things, and I know he's against it, but, I mean, nothing else is happening, so... Was it actually him writing, though? Yeah, it's, it says by Richard Stallman. Doesn't necessarily mean that. It's links to Stallman.org. Again, doesn't mean squat. Pretty sure that if it's on the GNU website, it's written by him. Negative. Doesn't he write there? No, not anymore. Really? Really? Okay, you remember so, that so, card I got? So he's not a part of the FSF? He is. He doesn't do anything. I'm pretty sure he does. Because I see an article written by him right here. I'll, I will show you significant ev- evidence as soon as I get home and go into my filing cabinet. I don't think that's sufficient evidence then. Okay. Yeah. And there's a Russian... Oh, internet's gone. I think his Linux died. Evidence. Remember of the FSF. Where's the evidence part of this? I don't know. I just do my FSF probably. Hmm. I haven't taken it out in forever. So it doesn't work, huh? What? Oh, you can boot Triscoll if you want. No, I thought you said it broke. Like. Uh, no, you can't do that anymore. Uh, what happened to it? I sat on it. I kept it in my wallet. What doesn't look bent? No, I mean, you can't really mount anything from it. Welcome back. Hello. Yeah, we were just talking about Matt's FSF card. I got a bootable membership card. Yes, uh, the, and he also admits that there's no proof that Selman didn't write this. However, my article that he wrote suddenly turned into Russian. Stop doing that. Um. Okay, I fixed it. I hit the back button. I don't know why. Uh, anyway, yeah, so you can go on. Okay, so, uh, well, speaking of what just happened, uh, I am running the new... Uh, Microsoft Skype for Linux client. Hold on while I pause for laughter. No? Okay, never mind. <laughs> so funny! Okay. Uh, I think that might be more creepy than my Saturday morning cartoon villain laugh. <laughs> really? I didn't know! <laughs> so funny! Making that soundboard later. It kind of hurts to do that. Good. I right, continue. I'm sorry to interrupt you so many times, but it was funny. So, 
Anyways, uh, let's see. Who else has a comment on Windows 8? Oh, Mary Jo Foley. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, Mary Jo Foley, she, she's uh, from the uh, Windows Weekly podcast, and they're, they're one of our competitors, just so you know. Uh, and she also writes for ZDNet. Uh, so, sh- she says that Windows 8 is their catastrophe, but it's not the same as my disaster. That's what she says. Now, nowhere in the article does she state why she says this, but uh, I-, I guess what she's saying is that... Well, what she what she said on her podcast is that she's not going to go to Windows 8 for a long time. She's going to stay on Windows 7. And uh, I don't know. Like she's, She essentially says that she's not a fond uh, supporter of the reimagined operating system and that hardware really needs to be catching up before the Windows operating system can evolve further. That's what and she kind by, of goes on. And by catching up, I assume she means like touch screens. I assume she means touch screens to a point, but I think she also means real trackpads. And by real, I mean actual trackpads that work. You know, kind of like this one that's in my MacBook Air. Hmm. Uh, you have like the big jump from uh, you know XP to seven, or especially XP to Vista, right? Was, uh, like dual core, multi core processors and gobs of RAM. Right. So the gobs of RAM. So the hardware. So I, I noticed an interesting parallel between this article and uh, essentially the sentiment between XP and Vista. So what what happened with between XP and Vista was that hardware requirements grew in proportionally to what people expected. And, of course, that would happen in five years, right? So yeah. now imagine that that five-year time period between XP and, and Vista hadn't been five years. Imagine it had been two and a half years and then another two and a half years. So we'd be on Windows 9 right about now. So Vista would have happened two and a half years earlier. 7 would have happened two and a half years earlier. 8 would have happened when 7 came out. And 9 would be here now. Well, it's not. But anyway... The, the, so, the, the thing that happened between XP and Vista was that hardware requirements, internal requirements, grew substantially. But now what's happening is that external requirements, like hardware that users interact with, like input controls, that has drastically changed and grown in complexity and in need. Hmm, sounds like a blog post. Yeah? Um, and uh, you know, now that you mention it, the gap between XP and Vista is about the same as between Vista and uh, 8. Yeah. So it's been, you know, Vista's been out for like over five years now. Right. And but, if, but if you go back and look at the uh, requirements for Vista uh, and 7, and I'm not sure, are they released the requirements for 8? They did, but they're not much different. Yeah, like they're all the same. Right. But it's been five years. Well, and I can understand why they're doing that too, of course. Because they don't want, so they don't want an internal requirement to block the progress of their operating system. They learned that mistake with Vista, but I think what they're going to run into now is that they're releasing they're releasing Windows 8 with the intention of supporting old hardware. But it's not the hardware internals that are the problem. It's now the interface that is going to be the problem. Like on a touch based, you know, UI. I, you know, I can't say Metro UI anymore. Sorry, but on a Windows 8 style UI. I want to touch things either on the screen or with a beautiful glass trackpad. And without new hardware to do that, I don't think it's going to work. Now, for games, that's a little bit different because on games, you typically, uh, you know, use a mouse, right? Or a joystick, maybe, if you're doing, like, something weird. Um, But usually it's a mouse and a keyboard. And so for that particular kind of setup, I don't think it matters so much because once the game is maximized and you're on your three monitors with uh, iFinity, is that what it's called? 
Yeah. Uh, oh, once if you're, you're on ATI. Right. Once you're on your iFinity or whatever your AMD or I mean Nvidia equivalent is that yeah. they don't even have. Um, yeah. Right. So I mean, Metro kind of goes away in those cases. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't call it Metro. Windows 8 style UI. Yeah. I, I'm never going to get used to that. That's so dumb. Me neither. What are you doing over there? Ah, I'm just doing some research so I can say you're wrong in a little while. Okay, well, about what? UI formerly known as Metro. Yeah, that's dumb. Well, that's what the, that's what they did to Pocket on Android. So Pocket is the what the app called read read it later, and so it's literally right now it's called Pocket formerly read it later. That's what they really call it in the App Store. Really? Yeah. So, and also the uh, the hardware requirements have essentially stayed the same, so tablet power could catch up. Right. How convenient. But but even that's weird because the tablet version of Windows 8 is RT, and RT doesn't do uh, a lot of the stuff that Windows, uh, I don't know, like supported. So, you, for example, the, the application I can think of off the, on top of my head that I might want to run would be CCleaner. I love cleaning my computer from junky files that I want. Turns out that CCleaner won't run unless it's a Metro app. Uh, Windows 8 styled. Right. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, you know, we should have a counter. Too much work. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's going to be a problem. I mean, unless you could find a way to say it with such spiking audio levels. I mean, it's hard to see from zoomed out. Right, I don't I mean, know. You can count how many times I've laughed, because just glancing at the sound waves, you could yeah, tell. Yeah, I'll know where in the show we are for that. The bright red. Well, so one noise. of the things, speaking of meta, meta discussion, one of the things I noticed today when I came in here, so like I mentioned before we started the show. Left channel. Well, yeah, well, so one of the things I mentioned before we started the show mm-hmm. is that the board changed again, like, for some reason, and I don't know why. It's so moody. I know, right? Well, so what also changed is, for some reason, all of our waveforms have risen a few, like, pixels above the zero line. Like, just yeah. everything has moved up, and I don't know why. I don't know either. Anyway, let's move on. Okay, so, well, still on the topic of gaming. Yeah. Uh, there was this sort of... Uh, uh, I want to say controversy, just sort of injustice that uh, kind of turned into a uh, soap opera plot uh, later on. Uh, in that, uh, have you guys played Skyrim, or at least heard of it? I've heard of it a lot, but I've never played it personally. So, yeah, it's essentially like this huge open-world RPG that's like set in like the Arctic areas. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it you know has like you know mountains. I, I thought trees. it had something to do with the sky. Yes, uh, and lots of dragons. Okay. So, and you know what DLC is, right? Yeah, right. Downloadable content. Yep. You know, it's, you know, for people who don't know, it's, you know, essentially like pieces of a game sold after the game itself has come out. Uh, so, the first pe- bit of DLC uh, to come out uh, for Skyrim was called Dawnguard, and apparently it expands on the uh, vampire and werewolf uh, subplots. And uh, so, Microsoft is kind of jealous of DLC on their platform. And, uh, you know, occasionally they will uh, sign with a publisher and that they can only, uh, that guarantees Microsoft has 30 days of this DLC only on their platform. So it's an exclusive? Yes. Okay. Uh, so the uh, exclusivity window of Dawnguard expired, like, I think it was earlier this week or maybe last week. So it expired and, like, the release dates for uh, PC and PS3 were nowhere to be found. Uh, you know, the other platforms that uh, Skyrim is on. So, you know, everyone's like, oh, so, like, no one else is going to get DLC ever. And then Thursday I go on to Steam, and what to my wondering eyes should appear but this Dawnguard DLC. Oh, that's good. So it just, like, came out with, like, hardly any fanfare. 
So That's interesting that nobody bothered to announce it beforehand. Although, maybe that's just... What, so who makes Scrim, or Skyrim, as everybody calls it? Uh, Bethesda. Okay, so maybe they just didn't want to hype it too much. Uh, well, uh, I mean, for, even... I don't know even for what. Af- even, uh, after, even after the window had expired, though. But uh, Skyrim's been out since, like, November. Well, some, a lot of times these kind of relaunches are poorly handled. A lot, it happens a lot, so not that surprising, I guess. Yeah. So we also have here that the Commodore 64, don't we have one of those? No, we do not. I thought it was called the Commodore 64. We have the Commod- Amiga Commodore 4000. Oh, 4000, okay, never yes. mind. very, very different. Is it? Yes. That's dumb, shouldn't be. The word Commodore should appear in multiple products. Well, Amiga bought, bought the rights to build some of their machines. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I didn't read Ancient History. But the, look at the image associated I, I with this. I haven't looked at it yet. Okay. This is ridiculous. Reading. L- Stop reading. Look oh. at the picture. Okay. It's um, a video, isn't it? Except for video, that's old cassette player. You have record, play, rewind, fast forward, stop, eject. Well, it's running right now, so I can't... Like, it's spinning. The video isn't loading. It's yeah, not a video. it doesn't for me either. Oh, well. You've got Linux. Well, well, I was thinking like it was just that, but... Okay, yeah, I see. Yeah, um, well, it's the BBC thing. Well, I looked this up earlier because uh, I was interested. Because, you know, I like retro computers. Yeah, me like, too, um, yeah. I think it's kind of fun to see how technology has progressed and stuff. Um, oh, my gosh, it just suddenly appeared. With noise. Huh. Oh, it's an advert, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, like, do you know my Unicom keyboard? Yeah. Like the old Commodore 64, like the... The computer was built underneath the keyboard, and yep. then you just hooked it up to the things. Mm-hmm. Um, this is ridiculous, but your Commodore was um, completely separated. Like, you yeah. plugged the keyboard into that, and that's kind of like a typical computer you see today. Like, right. the tower is separated from everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, well, now the computer is under the keyboard. Laptops excluded. Really? Well, the monitor is attached to it, and it's all one unit. Yeah, well. Before, like, the computer was attached to the keyboard, right. then you had to get the mouse and other stuff either. Also, I was reading about this guy who built um, some cards that you can put in to actually allow a mouse, a USB mouse, to work on the on the Commodore. That's interesting. And um, what well, you can do it because you, you're running Amiga 3.1 OS. It had USB support. Yeah, with some super hacks. Yeah. Huh, that's impressive. Yeah, um, it's, it's a lot of hacks, and I didn't want to do it. Cause no, we don't. We haven't even fact checked that it works yet. I don't think it will work. And I looked at the the um, video port. It looks severely bent. I don't know what they were doing with it. Don't worry about it. I, yeah. I know what they're doing with it, and it had something to do with the game from earlier. <laughs> um, That's actually coming up later. Uh, don't worry about that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's always cool when old computers get older. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the thing is, you can still buy... Um, Commodore still making new PCs right now. Um, Are they really? Yes. Um, oh. They're about $1,000, and they're not that good. Uh, uh, but I would love to have one. I just said I can't justify getting a crappy machine that right. costs so much. Yeah. No it's problem. like I can't justify getting a MacBook Air. Yeah, I can't justify that either again. You're pretty much buying something with a name on it. Yeah. I bought the trackpad. That's all I bought this for. Mm, You're not going to get... Aren't you going to buy a little hovery thing so you can go... Uh, What what is that called again? It's it's called Leap Motion. Leap Motion. Well, see, I can't take that around with me nearly as well as I can a trackpad. Like, I would buy an HP laptop if it had a trackpad equivalent to this. I would. I don't care. I honestly don't care about the operating system. It means nothing to me. I can SSH into my server if I need, you know, a real terminal. I need a trackpad. I wonder if anybody started a company called Researching Leap Motion. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that would be cool. I want to do that now. Okay. Yeah. Shall we move on then? Yeah. Bye, Commodore. What, what, what were we moving on to? I PC listening. hardware upgrades? I'm not sure. I, I'm, like, I'm loying. 
later. <laughs> yeah. Got a lot of lawyering to do. Well, why don't we just go to the lawyers then? All right. We're going to the lawyers? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Why not? So, this Mr. one. Lawyer Man. Yes. So, this is the Lawyer Man section. Are you ready? It's impossible to talk about. Why? It's too vast. Ooh. This is basically um, an article on The Verge that summarizes everything that's been going on the last almost year against Apple and Samsung. Okay, what I want you to do is I want you to tell us what happened recently. Oh, we already talked about that. Um, like this week, I mean. Apple, uh, Samsung's wasn't copying Apple good enough, and some crap happened, and then it didn't have to run ads, and some other crap, and some trade ban took effect last week, I think. Um, and some other crap. But basically, this article outlines all the patents that each person's, each company's been, um, yelling at each other for, um, and all of them are ridiculous. How about that one where Samsung leaked evidence that was rejected or banned from the court case by the judge? What about that one? Tell us about um, that I cannot, because you did not link to this. Yeah, except that it's the third link in that section. You have deceived me with lies and links. Nope. The history of this document will show that it has been here for multiple days. Sure. Although it might be paywalled, so watch out for that. What's going on over there? Well, see, when I try to scroll, it just jumps down an entire page. Hey, you, know so what you're, you know what you're complaining click. about? You're complaining about the trackpad, which is why I bought a Mac. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, here, let me tell you about the Samsung leak. So, uh, last week, before the, this new section of court case trials have begun, Samsung wanted to submit evidence to the case where it would be conclusive that they did not copy Apple. So it was probably just like old prototype pictures or units or something. Nobody knows what it was. Well, except we do now because Samsung, in their infinite wisdom, decided to reveal the documents to the press anyway, despite having been rejected by the judge. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if you leak evidence... But it's not evidence. It's been rejected. Well, but see, the, but what that means is that if it gets out, if, if well, it's rejected, it's just banned from the court case, right? Yeah. That's what it means. Mm-hmm. So in other words, the judge is saying that the um, witnesses, not the witnesses, the um, people, the, the jury, so they're saying, she says that the jury can't see that material because it's either irrelevant or not supporting in the case, but it's still in, you know, in the court. So it's like... Mm-hmm. So, essentially what they did is they let the evidence go to the press, and the press can go write about it and do whatever they want with it. Mm-hmm. But, of course, what that means is now that the jury could see it and be swayed. Well, it's the jury's fault for watching TV. No, I don't think so. I think it was Samsung's problem. But, of course, Samsung wanted to do this on, for fun because what they said is that these are all public documents anyway, they so are. it didn't matter. Probably. And you know what? It turns out she actually interviewed personally each of the jury members. Mm-hmm. None of them heard the news for the last week, apparently. Who reads tech news? Well, n- uh, more interesting, though, is that nobody apparently read a newspaper. Nobody actually, you know, like, read a blog. Nobody, you know, nobody did anything. Mm. Yeah, it's very impressive. Mm. Yeah, why don't we talk about uh, HP versus Oracle? Yeah, we talked about this a long time ago. Um, but I guess there's been some development. Which is impressive. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, earlier this week... Um, Oracle was found guilty of violating the um, agreement they had signed with HP to continue to support to um, support Intel-based chipsets with their latest version of their operating system. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they've been found guilty, but they still have to... Um, like The trials are still going to go on next week to decide how much um, HP should receive in damages. Right. Um, right now, HP's trying to get, I think, what was it, $4 billion? Something like that. Um, That's a lot of billions. Nah, not really. So how much do you think the deal was actually worth? More than that or less than that? I mean, basically, they told them 
go build this line and we'll include this. Like, right. Uh, I mean, this is huge. Um, this could have broke or made HP's server line. Because um, you don't when you think of HP, you think of personal computers. Yeah, really, you don't think of their high end server stuff. Well, most because um, I don't buy those things. So, yeah, I mean, you always think because Oracle makes hardware themselves, right? As you know, exactly. Um, and so I, I'm st- we're still trying to talk, figure out what's all going about. What the grip? Ah, r- sorry. Somehow I got the wrong show open by showing notes because I'm trying to reference the article, but I, I just found some corner instead. Um, oh, I but, saw lightning. Yeah, uh, hmm. so basically, I don't think HP's lost any money from this because they agreed to, con- they Oracle has agreed to continue to uh, increase to allow the Intel chipsets and not just their Spark um, chipsets um, for their server thing, but they also HP is also trying to get four billion as well. Right. As long with support. Well, so I, I like the two quotes here that they have from the the spokesperson. Uh, today, proposed ruling is a tremendous win for HP and its customers. The Superior Court of the State of California has confirmed the existence of a contract between HP and Oracle that requires Oracle to port its software to products on HP's Itanium-based servers. We expect Oracle to comply with this contractual obligation as ordered by the court. And I just think that it's kind of interesting. So, yeah, I mean, it's it. I don't hear a lot about Itanium anymore. It's Mostly just a server thing now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's, I think it's always been a server thing. I mean, I remember hearing a lot more of it back in the uh, 486 days. Like back in the 90s, you'd see a Tanium somewhere and then 486 somewhere else, right? Although now it's 386. Like, what am I saying? Um, kind of like uh, called the Itanic. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's kind of a dead end over there. Um, do we know what the judge name? Do who is the judge here? Uh, because face. no, I mean like because uh, like Judge Posner has been you know he was the guy who thought the the one of the Apple and Google disputes was just ridiculous and dismissed it outright, and um, Judge Co is the one that's doing the um, current Apple and Samsung case. So do we know this judge if they have any tendencies or leniencies? Uh, nobody knows about. Him. Okay, okay. What's yeah. the next lawyer man story? So, do you know how if you force somebody to go to court under some circumstances you would have to pay for their um paying for their Bills. filing costs and the retaining the lawyer things and right. stuff mm-hmm. um well apparently um some people are trying to push this bill that would force patent trolls to pay for, um defendants legal bills so it's a bill from the house of representatives yeah um so let's say your company is going to come up with something that's going to shatter my company well okay. i'll just throw a bogus lawsuit on top of you so you can't finish you can't focus on getting your thing on launch next month right because uh, that, that is devastating with a lot of small start exactly. companies right and so um hopefully this bill is going to protect um smaller companies um and i mean it's not because you know whoever I, has I, more money wins i don't like the name of it it's called savings high tech saving high yeah, tech you know, innovators f- from egregious legal disputes and it reaches yeah i don't watch tv mm-hmm. uh but i don't like the acronym shield act now, do you, you know see, what the Shield Act really means to me? I hear it's some Avengers thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, actually, I had this open earlier because you were talking about nice acronyms. Oh. Apparently, I don't have Wikipedia right now, yeah, but everybody knows. Um, right. It's one of those, the old cartoons. Yeah. So I mean, we were just looking at some. Remember, we were looking at the uh, yeah, at the source. Yeah, we were at the, our local comic shack with yeah. Uncle Jim, and um, and uh, yeah. So I don't. I mean, I love the idea of making patent trolls pay for lost cases. 
Uh, it's a step in the right direction, but do you think this is actually going to deter anyone? No. No, I don't think so. No. Nobody would stop a company like Apple from slaughtering a small company. Well, but so now, how about how about this instead? So you know Honeywell, right? The guy, the, the people who make all the thermostats, right? Mm-hmm. So Honeywell sued a few months ago, maybe around April or so. They sued uh, Nest, the really beautiful thermostat company. Mm-hmm. And so Nest, of course, said, well, you guys are stupid, and we totally didn't infringe in anything. And, of course, Honeywell has a bunch of patents from, you know, like the 80s and 70s and early 90s that show fake computer LCD displays that are nowhere nearly as beautiful as what Nest made. But, of course, embedding an LED or LCD screen into a thermostat is patentable. Like, it's a novel yeah. thing. I mean, if you can patent one-click sh- buying, right. you can patent so, anything. So, I mean, I think cases like that um, could be held up a lot like this. So... I mean, imagine Honeywell is trying to sue that based on those patents, and those patents get uh, nulled or something, right, or dismissed. Mm-hmm. So then they have to pay back. Mm-hmm. I think that's fine. I think it, it could be useful for some cases, but I, most of the time I don't think that that's going to happen. Yeah. Also, we have... Uh... So we've been talking about this next one since the top of the show. This was enlightening. This is about Microsoft and Metro. But this is a more of a law, law standpoint from this. Yep, do you want to cover that? Because somehow this got warped. Oh. Yeah, I, I can talk something, some about it. So Metro has been the code name, allegedly, says Microsoft, for the longest time about the uh, geometric typography heavy looking feel to its Windows 8 and Windows Phone efforts. Now, of course, this is inspired from the Zune line, which, you know, of course, as you very well know, failed, right? When was the last time you saw someone with a Zune? Since I saw your fake Zen. Yeah. The Zune ripoff. Well, I, I don't know anyone with a Zune, personally. So now Microsoft is going on to only use the Windows 8-style UI when talking about its Windows 8 applications, and it's the new user interface when it talks about the start screen, I guess, or the Metro UI. Um, and uh, it, it's kind of interesting. So... Uh, let's see, I have two articles here, and one is uninformative. Uh, Here we go. So, they're going to look for a new name, actually, right now. Uh, And so this uh, legal threat comes from a German retailer known as Metro AG. Now, why does a German retailer have control over the entire world from the naming convention? You know, I have no idea. Like, I mean, I know you can register names in in other places, but, I mean... That's pretty big for them to just go register it. Because, like, you know, the iPad in China. Right, Um, right. Um, Don't you have to register in each country for the naming thing? Why wouldn't Microsoft just do that? That seems, like, so obvious. And then if they lost it in Germany, oh, well, don't call it that in Germany. one small place. Um, And so uh, it's interesting that they're, they're, they're getting thrown into this. Now, we don't know too much about it otherwise. Now, they said they're getting a lot of guidance from a European partner. Who is that? Well, nobody knows since they, they that's what the spokesperson either wrote or said. I'm not sure. But they said they're getting guidance from a European partner. But do you know, I, I know a big company in Europe that Microsoft likes a lot. Do you know who they are? Nope. Nokia. Nokia. Yeah. He got it. Yeah, somebody actually reads the news. Uh, so Nokia actually um, is their big ger- European partner. And, of course, they have a lot invested in Metro, right? You know, mm-hmm. with the Windows Phone coming up, with the Windows Phone 8, yeah. that's all Metro. And Nokia kind of bet the boat, one might say, on Windows phones, right? Because they're not making any more of Nokia phones. It's mm-hmm. all Windows phones now. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to get some guidance from them. 
So the case is going to start right now. It's not doing anything yet. So uh, we'll be hearing a lot more about this in the future. Uh, do you think that it's a big, major, super hor- horrible loss? If they have to call it something different? Yeah. And ju- if it was just Germany, no, because uh, who's German? I don't know. Now, so we don't know any. Uh, we don't know any of the promotions, commercials, ads, or anything that's coming out with Windows Eight. We don't know what they're going to call that UI for normal people. Like I, I would call it Metro Two if mm-hmm. I was explaining it. Because they already have so many things for people explaining it as Metro. Well, we already have people like us explaining it as Metro, but we're a very small majority. We're maybe you know, maybe. A I wouldn't call us a majority if we're small. Yeah, I mean minority, whatever. I mean, we're very small. So, do you think it matters? It does. Does it? Okay. I mean, imagine- because it's gonna, it's not gonna anger the normal person, no matter what it's called. Right. It's gonna anger people like us. And so then we're gonna be angry, and then we're gonna tell people that that sucks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but we're gonna but do no that anyway. But well, we're gonna do that anyway because it's Windows Eight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so I suggested the new name be Mojave because that's the joke they played on all the people with Windows 7. I mean, Windows Vista. So they yeah. took people who hated Windows Vista and called it uh, Mojave. I remember that now. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, I think they should call it the Mojave interface because it's it's a good joke and that would really be, just be funny and comical. Yeah, I forgot about that, yeah. that commercial set. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other naming suggestion for it? I mean, I don't know. Metro 2. The new metro. The new metro. The new I, metro. I think the, prob- the new metro. But I think the problem is that the word metro appears, but that's so dumb. Like, it's not a product. It's a... Mm, Introducing. Yeah. The new metro. Yeah, right, right. See, if we had if we had cameras, you know, if we did video... We could do a little cook triangle. Yeah, wink, wink. Uh, okay, what's yeah. next? Okay, a very stupid one, and I can't believe somebody added this to the show notes. Okay, so the reason I added this is because I thought it was absolutely ridiculous, because... You I, love The Sims. I hate The Sims. You love The Sims. No, so my mom wanted to buy The Sims 3, and I said, fine. So I gave her some money to go buy it, because she wanted to play a game on TV, and I wanted to support her. Like, you know, we have a TV computer. We have a big, you know... I nice think these roles have been reversed. What? You gave her the money to go buy a game. I did give her some money to go buy a game. Okay. She wanted to do something fun, because she remembered playing Sims when I was younger with me. Okay, so you long, long line of being a Simist. Yeah, so I played Sims 1 back on, like, Windows XP or something. And so then she, you know, I, you know, she got, bought part of the game with her own money, and I bought part of it with mine. And so then we, we, we put it on that TV computer, and it was the worst game I've ever played in my life. It was so boring, and not in any way like the old Sims. Mm. And so I like making fun of them, if I can. And I hate Zynga. So tell us about it. Okay. Ever heard of The Ville? I've heard of The Ville. Yeah. It's apparently a game on the Facebook. So. Yeah, and it's not like The Sims at all. No, but it's, it's very different. The artwork is very different and everything about it's very different. Except for it almost it looks identical. Yeah, I think that might be part of the problem. Now, I mean, but Sims is such a old brand. game. It's uh, but, well, but it's a name, it's a well, very well established game brand. But the thing is it's, it's so classic, you can rip it in my opinion. It's not like it just came out last year. Um, well, maybe in 15 years, the iPad will be so classic, you can just steal it. Exactly. I don't know if it works like that, it but does. I understand. It does in my mind. Well, I agree with um, you. When so, you, can rip, you can do parodies off of classics all the time. But this isn't a parody. It kind of is. It's, just like it's, it's a spin-off of well, a classic. Well, you can do that, but I don't think a parody in this case can make money, and it does. How? Because it's a game you pay for. Exactly. Right. I don't think it can. I like. I don't think it. Don't should. tell anybody makes money. I don't think. And then well, nobody will sue anybody. Pretty sure. Pretty sure they know already. Yeah. I, I don't. Mean, I don't agree with that. The Ville is an unmistakable copy, though. 
Yeah, you can easily mistake it. So, Andrew, do you play any of these uh, online games? No. It's because they're lame. Well, yeah, and I try to, you know, I sort of hate people, too. Oh, okay, well, that helps. Yeah, uh, see, like, these games are, I I always tell my parents that, like, Farmville and, you know, these, uh, you know, Facebook games, they're not really engaging, they're just repetitive, boring. And so I always tell them, you should go play Guild Wars, it'll actually be a lot of fun. And then they say, that's work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, it doesn't work. A lot of people, uh, you know, playing World of Warcraft said it is like a second job. Right, exactly, and I, I don't, I don't like that. I mean, I, I do like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to play a game like it's work. Yeah. yeah. So I think you have one more, right? Yes, and this one I thought you were trying to be serious with because you remember how I had a story about this a while ago about bird sounds. Like somebody yeah. was in their backyard and they were recording some birds chirping. Yep. And I guess somebody had a patent or not a patent, but they. Um, registered some bird sounds with um, some repository, and um, YouTube made them take it down. Or, no, they started playing ads for their name. Right. Um, and so basically there's just been a court rule- ruling about embedding video um, is not a crime. So if you had, let's say you want to do a commentary over something, and so you, let's say you in, are playing, you're embedding some video, and then you change the work, and then it's Well, that's fine. not what it is. No, that's not. It's about gay porn. No, it's not. I don't even revo- no. Except no. for it is. No. Exactly. No. So what this really is about is, so let's say that I find some video I like on YouTube, and I embed it on my own website. So then the uh, patent or copyright trolls come around and see my blog with that video. Well, I am not infringing on their copyrights, right? Okay? Mm-hmm. Got it? But the uh, the person who put it up is... So regardless of where it's being hosted, the person who puts it up is the person responsible, not because I'm embedding it and having it on my website, just as an insert on the page, am I responsible for it? Okay. Um, but if you, if, what you, if you did what you said, if you were overlaying commentary, that would fall under fair use anyway, so that's ridiculous. Um, but as for your gay porn problem, now, so the company called MyVidster was sued by this gay porn production company. Now, the problem is my Vidster is like a lot of sites we use occasionally. It's kind of like an aggregation site, so it's where all the anime linkers go to mm-hmm. you know, put like mirrors. So that myanimewebsite.com isn't in violation of copyright, right? All right. And so the, the Flavorworks didn't like that my Vidster had embeds of their videos. Exactly. Right. So, MyVidster is giving web service addresses where they can find entertainment. By listing plays and giving the name of addresses of theaters where they are being performed, the New Yorker is not performing them. It is not transmitting or communicating them. MyVidster does not touch the data stream, which flows directly from one computer to another, neither being owned or operated by MyVidster. So, the judge, which I believe is Posner, which is what we found out a few weeks ago, he's actually kind of a hipster judge, and you know, you know, he knows about the Internet a little bit. He says essentially that he compares this to the New Yorker, which is a newspaper that is world renowned, and that it's like you can aver- you can have movie listings, and that isn't like stealing the movie. That's just telling where people can go find it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? It, none of it matters. Why wouldn't that matter? Though you get sued for something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll get harassed no matter what kind of thing you do. Yeah. People do not like it when you link or embed anything. But now you, you have a legal a defense. A bunch of trouble it still won't it'll cause you a ton of damages, even with this little patent troll thing. Yes. If somebody doesn't like you, they will cause a world and of trouble so, for you. So now we have you know a problem of our own. What's that? Why? Well, I, I, last time I checked, we have some embedded audio problems. Yes, but um, I know how to deal with them. Really? Yes. What? Ignore them. Oh, okay. We don't generate any profit. That doesn't matter. 
and we don't have a legitimate place where we can get sued at. Really? Because yeah, everybody knows if they want to mail us a letter or a court summons, they have to go down to Wrigley Field in Chicago. Do they know that? I, falsify, I falsified the documents, and yes. Okay, well, that's fine. So, I, I, I don't know, like, I think this is a good step forward for, uh, you know, anti-piracy, piracy. Legal piracy. Right. Okay. No, like, I, I don't want people to lose money on the piracy that happens, but I don't want to not be able to either. What is the problem now? Lightning's over. Okay. Put that down. I don't like it. It's too bright. He's not destroying the pop filters, is he? No, now he's just destroying the circuit breaker for the light switch. Really? There's a breaker in there. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, I think we have one more thing. Okay. Well, uh, right now going on over in Finland is a huge party. It's called Assembly. Huh. Uh, it's uh, basically a huge land party and it's a huge demo party. Uh, demo as in demo scene. Uh, so demo scene is essentially like a bunch of uh, guys in groups and you know they pretty much do, well, uh, kind of computer art. And uh, they have like all these kind of competitions that are... Uh, it's basically a contest of skill and art, like in general. Uh, so, you know, they compete on size and platforms. And uh, interestingly, tying back to uh, Commodore 64, uh, they, you know, people still do stuff with Commodore 64, and they, you know, literally push these hardware, you know, platforms to the limit. And, uh, you know, I think that's cool. Yeah, so, it is. So where is this again? Uh, this is over in uh, Helsinki, Finland. Huh. It's pretty far away. You should go visit. Well, it might be a little bit expensive, I think. Hmm. If you can yeah. afford to go to... Um, I believe they do have like some sort of a streaming, uh, but uh, you know, being on another continent, it might, might not be uh, right. you know, buttery smooth. Yeah, a little bit of latency there. Especially hmm. you know, even on my uh, Fios connection. Right, well, Fios isn't the solution to everything, but a lot of things, though. Yes. So, got anything else? No? Hmm. Well, uh, so Andrew, where can we find you on the uh, internet? I'm glad you asked. Uh, you can find me at theandrewbailey.com. So, you know, there's only one of me, so, like, apparently, like, there's an imposter who's, like, uh, like on the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> and and yeah. I think there might be, like, a few other Andrew Baileys, but there's only one, the Andrew Bailey, so... Okay, cool. Well, that sounds good. Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at um, MatthewButcher.com. And remember, go to that website just to click on at the next or the Nexus link. Yeah. So apparently, for a few times throughout this week, uh, there have been weird spikes coming from Matt's website just going to the Nexus website, and I don't know. It's unexplained. I've been getting a lot of hits. I don't, I've about a hundred hits a day. I don't. I don't know what's really going on there. I don't, it's kind of cool. Please bring more traffic. We want traffic. The more traffic you bring, the better. Yeah, yeah. The more you have to pay. No, actually, so you know, you know the tweet lanes thing I keep promoting, right? Mm-hmm. So the guy actually released his um, uh, S three usage for the last month. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was just you know the start of August. So this is July's usage, mm-hmm. and he uh, hosts the um, betas. And um, so for people who are outside the U.S. that can't download tweet lanes for some reason, he also hosts them on S three. And so he had twenty gigabytes of usage. He paid two dollars and eighty three cents. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried. Don't I don't I don't want to pay anything. So download more, not less. 
And of course, you can find me, Ryan Riperside, just about anywhere, especially on the Twitter, RyanMR. And of course, we also have a new logo on all of our uh, official branded uh, Nexus things. So you can follow the Nexus TV, all one word, at the Twitter. And you can also f- Google for the Nexus TV on the Google+, and you will find a blue and red N slash X symbol thing. And, uh, of course, this is the Nexus, or at the Nexus, actually. And this is where we do tech news. Occasionally we do um, uh, Lawyer Man segments where we, we talk about law. We do plugs for Fios and TweetBot. And, of course, we do all sorts of lightning, especially when there is a storm coming to crash my computer. I'd like to thank our guest, Andrew Bailey, for, of course, being on. And, uh, of, course, my, of course, my co-host who came in studio after working ridiculously late It is ridiculously knee-breaking job. It's not knee-breaking. It's just... Knee-breaking. No. Yeah. Uh, okay. From about 1 o'clock to just a few, about 10 or 9, I had, hadn't sit down and I was just on my knees and standing up the whole day. And I, I kind of got boring. Like, even on water breaks, I was just standing, but... It's cool. What is that? What is that? Oh, knee breaking. Sorry. It's not. I, I got. It's I was getting. They're getting attached it. to my legs still. That's all that counts at the, the end of the, the day. The knees are attached to your legs. And my legs are attached to my torso. As I just bone. Okay, good night. I, I can't speak anymore. <laughs> oh, okay, well, it's been a good one. I hope you have a good one.